Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You are listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast with Dr. Abby Metcalf. Change your relationship even if your partner won't do a thing. You're listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast, episode number six, why answering bids is one of the most important things in your relationship. Hey everybody, Dr. Abby Medcalf coming at you today with one of my favorite things. Here's why you need to listen today. I'm going to talk to you about answering bids, something again from the research, you know me with my crazy research, that has been proven, proven to be a marker of happy, successful relationships. So this is this one tool, one thing you can do to really change a relationship and make it a positivity generating machine. How do you like that? Okay. Maybe I overstated, but not really. So <laughs> I really, I can't say enough about this whole idea of answering bids. I'm going to go deep and tell you what it's about and what, you, what you're about to listen to. So when your partner makes any attempt to connect with you, what you want to do is move towards them in some way and bond, right? It seems obvious, doesn't it? Except we don't normally do this. Marriage researcher John Gottman, who anybody who knows me knows I love, I love me some John Gottman, uh, great marriage researcher in New York, really love his stuff. And he calls these attempts to connect, you know, these ways that we try to connect with each other. He calls them bids. And it, you know, at different times in a given day, your partner will make various requests to connect. And when this bid isn't met, this request to connect or this bid isn't met, your relationship is going to suffer. So could, because when your partner makes a bid, they're not just you know commenting on what they're looking at or asking you a question. They're looking for your interest or support. They're hoping to connect with you about whatever it is they're bringing up. They, they're hoping that the two of you are going to connect in some way. Now, this can be a problem because a lot of times, especially in, in heterosexual relationships, men and women don't have a lot of the same interests. So I think the most classic one is that men tend to be way more into sports than women tend to be. Don't get your feminist 
feathers in a ruffle, let's be real. Um, Stats will bear me out on that. And I was a real athlete in high school and college, so I'm not saying that women don't have, you know, great interest. I love my Mets, as people know. I love talking about the Mets and discussing in baseball. Um, So I'm not saying it's not there, but even with that and how much I like it, I am not as into it as my brothers and dad were growing up or as my partner is now. I mean, sometimes I'm out uh, with him and his friends and they're just talking, you know, stats and this and this guy. And remember in 1920 when that guy won this or whatever, they just know stuff and have a depth that I'm not really there with. So we can use something like that as an example. Or, you know, maybe men, maybe you're the person who does most of the cooking at home and uh, your man isn't that interested other than eating it, you know, that kind of thing. It doesn't really want to watch cooking shows or read cookbooks or look through stuff. Again, some men do. My dad was a chef. He would have been the guy check, <laughs> checking out the cookbooks and doing all that. But that's not... Uh, typical. Uh, Usually it's the other way. So again, we can all have interests that our partners don't share and don't really care about in the same way. So it can become difficult in a lot of people's thinking to answer a bid because they'll... Our partners, let's say your husband or your partner, will talk a lot about something in particular that you have zero interest in and really don't want to encourage more talk about. But that is a problem because what happens is they start to bring that stuff other places. They start to feel dissatisfied. Now, remember, I don't want you to be your partner's best friend, nor do I want him to be your best friend. That's not really a goal. I think what happens when when we set our men up to be our best friends is they fail miserably because they don't want to get go get their nails done with us usually. They, again, some do. It's just not the the usual. They just don't talk the way women do. And it's a setup for failure. So I want to separate that out, this idea that... Uh, you know, our partners should share everything and all that. What I am saying is when your partner tries to connect with you, you need to notice it and connect back in some way, however that is. It doesn't have to be at a super high level, but it should be some sort of connection back. Now, I use this very fabulous example of this from my very own life because uh, I think people could probably relate to something like this, most people. Uh, who were in, again, a heterosexual relationship. So my man's really into working out and being physical. He loves it. He says really sick things like, I get to go work out, <laughs> which I find, I just feel like you should take medication for that. But um, I, you know, I work out in the mornings because I need to, to keep myself healthy, but I don't work out like he does. You know, I'm not dedicated in the way he does. He gets such pleasure out of it. He loves it. He loves talking about it. Uh, I I don't so much. I (laughs) just want to slog through, survive, and get on the other side. Now, right now, he and for a while now, he's been really into these obstacle course races called Spartan races. I don't know if you've seen these on TV. He's done different ones. He's done Battle Frog, and I think there's other ones out there like Tough Mudders and things like that. Well, these Spartans to me are kind of at their own level of crazy. Um, and there are these obstacle courses where you run anywhere from five to like 13 miles while doing obstacles in heat and cold and rain and up mountains. And it's just, I don't know, it's a whole thing. So, you know, it's challenging your body in a way that I don't enjoy challenging my body. So he's 
signs up for quite a few of them a year now. And I, I, I would say he would probably say it's not quite a few, but it, <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> so, but he loves them. He likes to watch them on TV. He likes to uh, read about them on, you know, he's in Facebook groups around the Spartan stuff. He, you know, will go to the exercise videos and stuff around Spartan and how to train. I mean, the boy's into it. So what's my job? Now he makes bids all the time around these Spartan races all the time. Uh, so for example, you know, maybe he'll want to watch one on TV, you know, a Spartan race on TV. And, or he'll be looking at a video on the internet of somebody doing one of the obstacles and like, oh my gosh, look at this. This is amazing. And as he's saying this stuff, what he's doing is he's making a bid. I'm in the room. He's not saying it when I'm not there. You know, he, well, he might be saying it when I'm not there, but you know, I'm hearing it. And so my job is to answer the bid, to lean towards the bid. And there's plenty of times I'm working on my computer or something, or I'm doing something and he makes a bid around these Spartan races. And my job is to stop what I'm doing, is to hear it, to notice that's what it is, to stop what I'm doing, and then to go look, right? To look at the video, to go sit next to him on the, his, on the couch and see what he's looking at, to watch the race with him for a while and comment on it with him, mention it, show interest. And I do. I, I know a lot of the racers now, and I get sort of you know into it with him. I go to these races with him. He just did a something called a, a beast, don't ask, which is like a, I don't know, I think it's like 13 miles or something. And we, we drove all the way down to Big Bear. Is that what it's called? In Southern California. So, and I hate driving in the car. Like I hate it with just a, a passion of a thousand suns. But here I was driving, it's like seven or eight hours all the way to Southern California. You know, we get down there for a few days. He runs this crazy 13 mile race on like these ski slopes. So straight up and down and uh, just nuts. And uh, doing all these obstacles, the poor guy was in so much pain. You know, he's cramping all night the next that night. So while he was gone at the race, I had hours because I wasn't going to go to the race. He's gone. He The run is like six or seven hours. So I went and did work, which was fine. I was already down there showing my support. But while he was gone, I got, I took all the big uh, waste paper baskets in the hotel room and I filled them with ice and I brought them into the bathroom. I went and got tons of Gatorade. I got like salted cashew nuts. I bought Epsom salts for the bath. I bought I, Icy Hot or something to put on them. I made sure we had plenty of Advil, you know, and I had all that ready for him. And I went and picked him up and dropped him off at the race. And I went and picked him up after and I brought him back to the hotel. And, you know, I filled this tub with ice for him and I, you know, did all that, made sure he had all these things there. That is answering a bid. That is doing it. It wasn't, didn't take hours of my day. I didn't sit there for for eight hours out on the field, on the track or whatever, trying to catch a moment of watching him. You know, there's limits to my wonderfulness. However, I can really be a fan for him because I'm not an obstacle race fan. I am a Gary fan. That's how it works. I'm a fan of this man that I'm in love with. That's my job. So, and again, you can do this to different degrees. He's going on another race in, uh, to New York or somewhere, and I'm not going to that one because I have other stuff going on and I, I can't quite go. But I've been to quite a few of them, I think most of them at this point. And you know, I, I do go when I can. I make it a priority. I listen when he talks. I bought him a spear for uh, the holidays once, and I bought him this big... I, I buy him stuff to work out from Spartan, you know, and I, I do this stuff to support him wherever I can. I bought him special socks, and you know, I, I did some research. All of this is because he's very interested in something that 
personally, I have, if I'd never heard of Spartan Race and lived my whole life without them being involved in them in any way, I would have been just fine. But again, it's something important to him. And so I'm a fan of him. So I will find time for this. Now, that's like a bigger one. And luckily, it's not something I have to think about every day, right? It's not, it's not a bid he's making every single minute. Now, people make bids all the time, though, that are every day that we often will miss. So, and I really want you to think about when those are and what happens. So for example, if I'm cooking food, right? So I, I tend to cook most of the food. And if I'm cooking a sauce or something and I say, hey, will you taste the spaghetti sauce, right? I need him to go, yeah, sure. Let me taste it. Because that's moving towards, I just made a bid. I did. I just made a bid when I said, can you taste this sauce? Now, I'm not saying that sauce is the most important thing in my life. It just, you know, cooking for a family takes up a good amount of time. Grocery shopping, cooking, getting all that together takes up a good amount of time. So that is something that even though it's not a passion like his Spartan races are, it is something that I do, I do make bids around. Like, do you like this kind of food? What would you like to eat for dinner? What would you like on the menu? Any woman out there who plans most of the food knows it can be the bane of your existence is figuring it out. I can remember for years, you know, having to make my kids lunches. I was so happy when they got into middle school and didn't want me to make lunches anymore. It was just, it really was the bane of my existence trying to figure out cool lunches uh, to make every day for the kids. So exhausting. So to me, it's worth every penny to pay for them to eat at school. So you, and you know, you're laughing right now if you're listening to this and you have kids who have been through those years. It's, but it can take a lot of time and effort. And when you go to your partner and say, hey, what do you want for dinner? And they say, oh, I don't care. Whatever's easiest for you. To me, that's like a big F you. It's, it, it, there's so, there's nothing there. This is, I'm, I'm bidding. I'm making a bid. I'm saying, hey, this is something I'm interested in. Can you please show interest to? And I think our partners are often thinking, oh, I'm being so nice saying I don't care and just saying whatever's easiest, aren't I nice, when really it annoys us. And it it annoys you because you're making a bid and it's not getting answered. You're saying this thing is important, even though it's not your favorite thing, it's not like your hobby, it doesn't matter. It's something that takes up a lot of your time and energy. Now, and I will digress for a minute. I want you to think of how much kids make bids. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
kids make bids all the time. You know, mommy, look, mommy, look, mommy, look. <laughs> How many times have you heard those those two words together, mommy and look, are, are, are epic, right? And again, my kids are older now, so I get less of it, but I will tell you, they love my attention still. They love when I give them my full attention. And I just, we're finishing up softball season for my daughter right now, and she thanks me every time that I come to her games. Hey, thank you for coming to my games. I know you're busy. She's happy I'm there. It means a lot to her that I'm sitting watching her game. So it's, there's this attention, there's this thing, right? It's really a bid. She's playing and she wants to know that I'm interested and that I'm kind of answering a bid. But when your kids are saying, hey, mommy, look, and, and you're answering with, you know, hey, stop bugging me, or I'm in the middle of something, could you, could you stop yelling, or what, what now? <laughs> we, it's really detrimental. Now, I'm not saying you need to follow after your child and every little time they ask mommy, look, that you, you know, run and and look at the perfect little uh, splotch they made. But I am saying to be aware of giving them attention when you can. So what you can do are things like, hey, uh, I've got a lot of work to do, but for the next hour, whatever you want is, is we're going to do. And then after that, I need you to uh, play and do your own thing for a while so that I can get to my emails or work or whatever you got going on, right? Or just to rest. I don't know. Uh, you're allowed. So now... So again, don't get me wrong, there are times when you just feel like you can't answer a bid, but I need that's fine, but I need you to think that you want to answer them the majority of the time. Now, one of the things that's really important too is that you might not even be making bids anymore, or your partner might not be making bids anymore because you've said no for so long, or it's just because of who they are. They don't make bids, which means they don't feel very connected to you or they don't want to connect to you. So start to really notice that. Do you, did you, have you stopped making bids of your partner because you feel like you're never listened to? Has your partner stopped making bids of you? Take a look. So if your partner thinks politics, your children, what's for dinner, or cats are important enough to bring up, then you need to recognize and respect that right? Whatever it is. So just, it, it's, it's not the thing, it's that they find it important. Now, I have a, a, a client who, um, her husband is very religious. And she, um, I have a few clients who have this as an issue, but I'm thinking of this one couple. And I'm working with this woman, and her husband's pretty religious, and he wants her to be more religious. And so he's constantly like showing her sermons and he's showing her, um, you know, like kind of these, uh, writings, you know, from their, from their preacher and, and from some websites and things like that. And she feels like, you know, and she's like, okay with all that, but it's not really a cornerstone of her life. And like it is for him. And he really thinks that he should go to church more as a family. And he wants her to be more involved because he feels like, you know, she's kind of the center of the, a lot of this stuff and organizing. And if she doesn't do it, then their uh, children, they have a boy and a girl, are not going to be into it. And it's a constant kind of battle for her because she feels like whenever she... Uh, she was feeling like whenever she would try to like read or listen to something he asked, he would then go, oh good, you know, like I got you and, and, and just, just overwhelm her with more and more and more. Like it was never enough what she did. 
So, but I did take, I say to her, you know, this, these are bids he's making and you're really starting. And she got to a point where she just wouldn't listen to any of it. So I said to her, can you figure out a way to incorporate this into your life without it feeling like it takes over your life? Can you really sit with him and say, okay, like where, like, this is important to you. I love you. I want it to be important to you then because it's so important to you. And where can this live in our world so that you feel like there's, you know, you're getting what you need and I can feel like I'm getting what I need and I can feel like, you know, that I'm still myself. And so she did go to him with that and they ended up having a a few good conversations, some bad conversations too were in there, some arguing, (laughs) but she kept going back and using uh, some of the tools I've taught in another podcast. I I taught a podcast about um, how to deal with conflict in relationships. Uh, So if you haven't listened to that, please listen to that because uh, it's uh, it's called How to Deal with Conflict in Relationships. So go check it out. Um, And that one, I go through some very specific tools anyway, and she used those. And she just kept having the conversation. She wouldn't let it die. And what was happening before, she kept avoiding the conversation because she felt like it was all or nothing. And so instead, she just kept coming back to him going, I know we fought about this last time, and I know you weren't happy with how it ended up. But again, I love you. I want to figure this out with you. I know it's important to you, and I want us to figure this out. And you know, when you keep coming with that kind of energy to your partner... They listen. They they start to come towards you too. They're feeling heard. They they get that it's from the love. That it's not a power struggle. What can we come up with together? You know, what can we come up with? We're two smart, very smart people. We're both. That's what she said to him. She goes, you know, we're both very educated, smart people. We can certainly come up with a with a great solution here. Like, let's figure it out. And they ultimately did. They ultimately uh, came up with a couple things they could do each week. And she felt comfortable with where the religion could be more of a part of what was happening. But she said what she noticed when they had these conversations was really what was going on is was he was feeling like having this kind of core, this religious core in the family would bomb them all, would help them all have a common language. And so she started instead adding other things. And she said to him, like, well, what are the best tenets of the religion? Like, what are the things that you mean the most to you? about what you're learning. And let's use those as things that we teach our children. And they and yeah, it can have a religious bent, but isn't it just a human bent, you know, to be kind to people, to respect people, you know, these kind of things. And so as she started to live those values, he started to back off of all the religion. Number one, he felt closer to her. He felt bonded. He felt heard because it really is never about the religion or the Spartan races or the whatever. It's about our partners feeling supported and unconditionally accepted. I talk about this a lot. People feel we have a lot of unconditional love in our relationships, but not a lot of unconditional acceptance. And I'm going to say that again really clearly. I have so many couples that come in the door who clearly love each other, unconditionally love each other. They're, they're there. They're not going anywhere. They're in for the hall, but they do not unconditionally accept each other. They want the other person to change. They think they should change. They think they have to change. And that's the part I would like you to get away from. All these ideas that, oh, my, my partner has to change. He's too religious. That's, it's not working for me. Well, get off of that unconditionally accept that that's who this man is. And instead, it doesn't mean you have to be that way, but it means you have to find some place to be together. And I do tell folks, I don't want you to 
I think of this stuff as a triangle, not a line. Most people put themselves on a line with their partner. I'm on this side, you're on that side of the line, and we're going to try to come to some sort of compromise in the middle. Well, that sucks because both people end up feeling uh, like they're not getting what they want. They always think the other person got more than them, that they really got more of their way than they got their way. It's really not a good model. I have to tell you that. Being on a line with your partner is not a good model. Instead, I'd like you to think of your relationship like a triangle. And you're both in, yes, kind of like a corner, two bottom corners of this triangle. But where you are together as a couple is up in the top of the triangle. And you know where those two corners come together, they come up into the pyramid, the top of the pyramid. That's where your solution is, your resolution, your solution, not a compromise. A compromise would be somewhere in the middle on that line on the bottom. We don't want that. That sucks. We want a whole new thing that you can't even think of yet. You can't even imagine it yet. You want to take all the things that you're looking at, all the things you're talking about, and come up with something bigger, brighter, better, different than where you were. Okay, So if you're thinking of the triangle, it's very different than just thinking, oh, I'm just not going to get my way and here we go. Now, let's talk about those bids again. So in again, you don't always have to answer the bid exactly, but or you could even say there are times when um, you know my kids are asking for something and I go, you know what, I really have to finish what I'm working on right now, but I really want to hear what you're saying. Can you, here, let's set, I'm going to set the timer on my phone for 15 minutes. Will you come back? And when it goes off, I want you to come back and talk to me about X. And they'll do it every time. They're very happy. Every now and then they're like, oh, I want to talk about it now. And and then I have to make a choice whether I need to leave my work if it's important enough or not. Um, With my partner, sometimes the same thing. He's really into something and I'm like, wow, that's really interesting. You know what? I have to finish this, but can we talk about that later? Can we come back to that? I, I, I definitely want to hear what you're saying. I just, I'm not focusing right now and it's not fair to you. Um, something like that. You're allowed to do that. Now, so turning towards the bid is what you want. Turning towards it. Turning away from a bid looks like a lot of things. So turning away can look like uh, dismissing or ignoring. So ignoring, obviously, right? Just ignoring you. Just your partner's ignoring you. Or dismissing it, making it seem less than it is. It's not so important. Uh, Turning away from a bid can look like you know, when you continue whatever you were doing without stopping. So your partner's talking to you and you continue to type on your computer, you continue to scroll through Facebook on your phone, you know, you don't even look up. That is so turning away. Allowing your attention to be diverted easily. So again, you hear the, the ding on your phone, <laughs> you hear the alert, and you go check your messages while your partner's talking, Right. Note to self, unless you're due for emergency surgery, you can wait five friggin' minutes to check your goddamn phone. I mean, give me a break. Excuse me for goddamn for those of you. Uh, darn phone. You, you just don't need to do this. Like, stop. Just stop. Just step away. Uh, interrupting or changing the subject, those are turning away from a bit when you interrupt what they're saying or you, you change the subject completely. Simply saying no as your automatic response. When you just say no... Just know that's turning away from the bid. You're not even listening. You're not even uh, trying. And I think those are the biggies. Again, continuing to watch TV or read your book, whatever, you know, not stopping whatever you're doing, all those things. And 
sometimes, like I mentioned earlier, bids are met with outright hostility. You might say something like, why do you keep bugging me about this? Or why are you interrupting me while I'm in the middle of making dinner or watching the game or whatever? I mean, these are just terrible things to say to your partner. Gottman says, I'm going to quote this part, these bidding interactions had profound effects on marital well-being. Couples who had divorced after a six-year follow-up had turned towards bids only 33% of the time. I want you to get that. So in other words, only three out of every 10 bids for emotional connection were met with support or any kind of interaction or intimacy. The couples who were still together after six years had turned toward bids 87% of the time. In other words, right, these couples were getting their emotional needs met nine out of every 10 bid attempts, pretty much, almost nine. That's, that's where you want to be. So what do you want to do with this? What I would like you to do is, number one, you got to remember that self-awareness. Once again, I have a podcast on self-awareness. You can look under abbymedcalf.com forward slash podcast and search self-awareness. You're going to find it. It's one of the early ones. Uh, because one more time, I know I beat this horse to the ground, (laughs) but if you're not self-aware, if you're off in la-la land and on autopilot, you won't notice when your partner's making bids. You're not in the moment. You're not in the here and now. They're making bids. They're going right over your head. You don't even see them, which is why I'm asking you to start paying attention to just how often your partner says, hey, you want to go for a walk? Or, oh, look at that bird. Or, wow, there's this weird thing on TV. Oh, my my boss said the weirdest, the funniest thing today. All of those are bids. Every single one of them is an attempt at connection. You need to answer them. You need to go towards. You'll notice that staying in the here and now and not allowing yourself to get distracted is the best way to ensure that you're aware when bids are made. So again, you can turn toward them instead of turning away. If you don't notice them, there's not much you can do about it. And once you start keeping track, once you start paying attention, you're going to see there's a lot of bids. They're out there quite a bit. And again, if they're not, that's a big problem. It means there were a lot of bids for a long time and you didn't answer them for so long that your partner gave up. So your job at that point is for you to start making bids and start to engage them in any way you can. And then like another little tip I use is that make a commitment to say yes to whatever your partner asks for the next week. For the next week, no matter what your partner asks, from a walk to a blowjob to playing tennis to cleaning the garage, I don't care. Just say yes. Just say yes. And see what starts to happen over this next week with just saying yes. I know you're tired. I know you're this. I know you're that. Just say yes and see what starts to happen and how you start to connect right away. It's going to work very quickly. And that's it for today. We... I think spent a good amount of time on answering bids. I, I really hope you got a lot out of today's broadcast. I can't tell you how important this is. No matter what I, else I teach couples I work with or, or when I just work with someone individually who's trying to change their relationship, I focus on bids so much because it works. It is tried and true and it really will change your relationship. Thanks so much, everybody. I know you have a lot of choices with what you listen to and I'm really excited you're here. Uh, As always, go to the show notes and uh, take away what you can with maybe some tips and tricks and other things. Feel free to visit the website and get more tools, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast at www.abbymedcalf.com. Hey. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.